you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. ...of Louisiana, and he has come to Indiana and brought us all of this weather in. Uh, I'm sure by now he has been traveling the world over long enough that uh, this is just kind of old hat, but... um, We're glad that he chose not to go back to Louisiana, but to keep schedule and be here with us today. And um, we love Brother Winters. He has ministered to us for a long while, several years that he has been coming and preaching for us. And every time uh, we are greatly, greatly blessed. And we're honored this morning to have him here. I asked him yesterday if he brought the winter with us. He said, well, whether I did or not, I'm living up to my name. Would you welcome Evangelist Mark Winters as it comes to minister the word of the Lord to us this morning. Well, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now, shall we? God, we worship you. We magnify your marvelous and matchless name. None like you and beside you we praise you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. It feels good in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. What an honor it is to be in the presence of God. Amen. To worship God with you in this beautiful, beautiful building. I rejoice with you for what the Lord is doing and what you're accomplishing for the kingdom. And uh, give, give honor to your pastor and his family. I love and appreciate Brother Sister Jordan, their family, so very, very much. And the great staff here. This church is tremendously blessed. Amen. You are tremendously blessed and such an honor to be here today. Amen. If you have your Bible, um, I'm going to the 122nd chapter of the book of Psalms, Psalm 122. Amen. Such an honor to be here. I've come expecting God to do some great things in this house. Amen. He's a great God. He specializes in great things. Doesn't matter what you need today, God is more than enough. Amen. His promises never meet my needs. His promises always exceed my needs. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. Psalm 122, a very familiar verse of Scripture, verse number 1. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house. The house of the Lord. I want to preach today for just a few moments about the house. Amen. The house. Would you lift your hands, your voice, your faith with me right now? And let's ask the Holy Ghost to have his way. 
do your work, mighty God. We need you right now. Lord, I thank you for your power and your presence. I thank you for your anointing, oh God. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing upon this house. Anointed singing and musicians and anointed people and worshipers. Anoint us to hear, receive, and respond to the moving of your spirit. I pray that you would pour out the Holy Ghost in this building. Work the miraculous in this house. Do what only you do, oh God, in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated for just a few moments. Amen. It's been described by numerous names in modern mentions. It's referred to as cathedral, chapel, the mission Bible, the Bible references under different uh, names. It's been called the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, the holy place. Jacob called that meeting place Bethel. Many times you find it referred to as the temple. David, on several occasions, simply referred to it as the sanctuary. It's been called the synagogue, the house of God. Matthew, Mark, and Luke tell the story when Jesus walked into the temple and began to overthrow the tables of the money changers. He said, you have made this a den of thieves, but my house shall be called the house of prayer. Amen. We often just call it the church. Let's go to the church. Let's meet at the the church. And in my almost 20 years of evangelizing, I wished I knew exactly, and I wished I would have kept up with the number of structures I have been in that someone called their church or their house of God. I've been in some that could see thousands and others that could only see a handful. There were some that were located in the heart of the city, and there were others located off the beaten path of the countryside. Amen. I've been in churches that had uh, the majority of them had like Electricity and water. Amen. But I've been in a few that did not have those conveniences. Amen. I recall one uh, church I preached in in Central America where uh, it was accessible by a road. And then when the road ended, we had to get out of the vehicle, make a trek up the side of the mountain until we arrived at the church in that village. I've been in church services and nursing homes and open fields and auditoriums and schools and fairgrounds and storefronts and double wide trailers and, and parking lots and convention centers and houses. I've been in churches like this that is blessed with anointed and talented musicians and singers, but also have been in churches where there was only one musician or no musician, and the sound could only fall under the category as a joyful noise, sometimes just a noise. Amen. One church I preached uh, in, in Honduras, the only instrument in the house, you, there were no windows in the building. You could see through the walls, uh, the gaps in the, in the walls. But the, uh, the, the only instrument in that little building was a guitar that belonged to the pastor, and it was, was missing half of the strings. And the other strings that were left, there was not one string in tune. The strings may not have been in tune, but when he picked it up and began to play, he was in tune. And the power of the Lord begin to move and operate and flow in that little building and that little village. Hallelujah. Because of the power of prayer. And while I, I'm of the opinion that everything about the church should be done with a spirit of excellence and this church has always portrayed that and exemplifies that. Whether it's in a remote village or a main thoroughfare, the location of the building has never defined it as a church. 
I've been in a church of only 10 people, preached in others of nearly 2,000, but the size of the congregation never determined whether or not God chose to show up. Because from the most remote mission field to the Metroplex, whether that building was made out of fabric or stone, the facade or the outside never dictated the power of faith that moved and operated on the inside. So what makes it a church? It's not electricity because you can have electricity and not have power. You can even have music and not have worship. You can even have preaching and not have truth. Oh, God, help me not get in trouble here today. What defines it as a house of God is when the people of God who are called and been buried in that name get together and begin to pray and begin to worship and exalt that name and begin to preach about him. And all of a sudden, the glory of the Lord begins to fill that building. It was just another room until the Holy Ghost fell. Then it became the birthplace of the New Testament church. My prayer is, God, never let me have a Jacob moment where I would say, surely uh, the Lord was in this place, and I knew it not. I'm thankful today for a church that from the time you walk in, you can feel and sense the presence of God. Amen. His presence is evident. Amen. From the foyer to the altar. Hallelujah. Well, I've already jumped in here. I may as well just go all the way. If I get in trouble, it's been great knowing you pray for me. Amen. I thank God, amen, that I attend and you attend a church where God moves and operates. Amen. If you're looking for a church that will fit your whim, amen, and make you feel good, I'm sure you're going to find that. But the days of feel good church are over. Amen. People need deliverance. They need healing. They need salvation and restoration. Amen. And when your family is in trouble, amen, you don't need a feel good church. You need a feel God church where the Spirit of God can move and minister and bring healing to your life. David knew this is the house of God because he found revelation and salvation. He said, but as from me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. I was envious of the, of the wicked. I saw the prosperity of the foolish until I went into the sanctuary of God. And then I understood therein. Can I be transparent here today? Amen. I've been to church when I, feel, I felt like I was on top of the world. And I've been when I felt like my world was toppling in on me. Oh, it's all right to just be honest here today. I've been to church when I felt like it. I've been to church when I didn't feel like it. And I will clarify, I want to be here today, so let me just make that clear. Amen, but the, the, my point is this. Oh, God, I, I, God, help me. You see, when I was growing up, there never was a question in our house, are we going to the house of God? The only question is what time do we have to be there tonight? What time do we have to be there tomorrow night? What's going on Thursday night? Everything about our lives revolved around the house of God. I thank God that my parents raised me in that kind of environment. I went when I was well. 
I'm okay, Pastor. I went when I was well. I went when I was sick because my dad said, if you could just get to the house of God, you may have to lay down on the back pew, but when you get in an atmosphere where people are praying and people are worshiping, God can heal you and God can do something miraculous in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The baseball world has a, uh, a stadium in the Bronx that they often refer to as the house that Ruth built in reference to the accomplishments of Beirut. But today, we're in the house that truth built. And this is not only the house that truth built. But this is the house that will build you. This is the house that will build your family. This is the house that will build a refuge and a place of salvation in your life. I thank God for the church. I've been when I didn't have answers. And I've been when I didn't have questions. But I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. If you need salvation or healing, it's in this house. This is the house that's going to build you. David said in thy presence there is fullness of joy at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore I've been when I was happy I've been when I was sad there have been times I've walked into the house of God stay with me I'm going somewhere I hope here today Amen. there have been times I walked into the house of God my spirit a little bit discouraged and my faith a little bit weak but the first note on the keyboard by anointed musicians and the first line of the song by praying anointed singers and all of a sudden that weight started lifting off of me and the joy of the Lord became my strength and God began to turn my mourning into dancing hallelujah and he began to change my world. That's why a day in his courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. That's why I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Maybe that's what David was trying to express when he said, I'm just going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. All kind of stuff been going on in my life. But when I get to the house of God, it's my refuge. So I'm going to enter with thanksgiving. And I'm going to enter his courts with praise and be thankful unto him. Somebody that's thankful for the house of God. Somebody that's thankful to be in the house of God. I wish you'd just clap your hands or wave your hands or shout unto God right now. There ought to be some praise coming out of our mouth. Look what the Lord has done for you. Come on, he's kept your family. He's healed your family. He's saved your family. He's provided for you. He loves you. To the one that walked into this building today that needs a miracle of provision and healing and salvation or an answer from God, you ought to just throw your head up and your hands up and begin to worship him and let the praise proceed out of your mouth right now. I know what you're saying, but why should I worship? I've got all of these needs because the provision that you need from God will often come through the praise that you're giving to Him. Hallelujah. So whether you're in need or all is well, amen, we ought to praise Him. The Bible said, let everything that hath breath praise Visualize with me in the spirit right now what would happen on this Sunday morning if for just a few moments there was 100% participation. 
if everybody from this pulpit, amen, to the parking lot, amen, would begin to praise him and worship him. Can you see in the Holy Ghost what would happen in this building? We ought to just try it right now. It's not going to hurt anything. I got up, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. Amen. Why don't you help me help your, your aisle, your pew right now. Hallelujah. Say, why don't you just, if all you can do is clap or wave a hand. I got a feeling, amen, as we begin to praise him, it'd be just like the day of Pentecost. Everybody here would leave here full of the Holy Ghost. I believe that while you're worshiping the Lord right now, there is power in this, there are miracles that can happen all over this sanctuary. Come on, there's power. I feel something miraculous in this building right now. Hallelujah, Pastor. Ask a few moments ago how many of you have needs in your life and your family. There were hands that went up everywhere. My God is able to meet that need right now. You ought to praise Him till it happens. You ought to worship Him, him until the healing flows, the deliverance comes, and the Holy Ghost falls. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost moving right now. Come on, you're in the house of God. You're in the presence of God. Something good's about to happen in your life. Somebody's about to get their healing. Somebody's about to find deliverance. Somebody that walked in here today is going to have their load lifted, their burden lifted off of them. You're going to get an answer to your prayer today. The Holy Ghost. Amen. Why don't you just reach over to the person next to you and pray for them right now. There's enough Holy Ghost in this building right now. Anything can happen in your life. At any moment right now, while the Spirit of the Lord is moving, sir, you can receive your miracle. You can receive your answer. Your situation can turn right now. Come on, expect it to happen. You're in the house of God. You're in the house of God. You're in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, there's healing flowing right now. I speak peace right now. In the name of Jesus. God's hearing your prayer right now. God's responding to your prayer right now. Just a moment more. Can we entertain him right now? Can we just reach for him? Somebody in this building, God, is here for you right now. Holy Ghost is falling right now. Holy Ghost is moving right now. He's moving right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak peace. In the name of Jesus, deliverance. In the name of Jesus, healing. Right now, you're in the house where anything can happen. You don't have to leave here the way you walked in. You will never encounter the power and presence of God and leave the way you came. Oh, let's be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, let's just, let's just be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now. 
Somebody pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. There's a chain being broken right now. Hallelujah. There's a situation God's turning for you right now. Don't take it for granted, but you ought to take advantage of it right now. You ought to get everything God's got for you in this service right now in the name of Jesus. You're not here by accident. You're not here by happenstance or coincidence. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is here to work a miracle in your life today. Hallelujah, there's no place like this on earth. Amen, the God that fills the universe has filled this house, yet he wants to fill your temple. He wants to fill you with his power. He wants to fill you. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, all you've got to do is lift your hands right now and begin repenting. The Holy Ghost can fall on you at this moment. I've come today with a word from the Lord for somebody that walked into this house. I know you came to God's house to pray, to worship, to receive, amen, to fellowship, amen. But I know, amen, you're glad to be here from the moment you walked in. You have felt the Spirit of God doing something in your life. But also know that some of you had to get dressed and dry through, amen, some tears to get here and wipe them out of your eyes before you got out of the vehicle, amen. And you were asked, how you doing today? And you said, I'm doing great. But the fact is that while you're at God's house, you got some things back at your house that are beyond you right now. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. I, I need a prayer warrior to help me right now. You came to God's house. You weathered the cold. You came, amen, and you left some troubles you didn't expect back at your house. At your house, there's some needs you can't meet. At your house, there's a sickness the doctor can't heal. At your house, there are children that need deliverance, and there's a companion that needs to be saved. Amen. At your house, there are doors that have got to be opened, and mountains that must be moved, and a sin that needs forgiven, and a past that's preventing you from sleeping but the Lord sent me here to tell you today because you have made my house your priority I'm going to make your house my priority if I've ever felt the Holy Ghost I feel it right now the Lord sent me to tell you because you have been faithful to my house I'm going to be faithful to your house you're about to see my hand at work and my power be revealed God said, I'm making your house my priority because you made mine yours. I felt something just release in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, somebody, strength is coming to you right now. Faith is coming to you. 
You may have walked in here feeling alone, but you're not going home alone. As a matter of fact, while you have been here worshiping in his house, he's been over working in your house. And when you get home today, when you open the door and step across the threshold, you're going to know God did something for me while I was at his house. Oh, I'm telling you, there's a miracle in this building, and it's unfolding. It began the moment you got in your car. Amen. It came to the house of God. The Lord is saying, today is your day. Right now, I come to work in your house. Hallelujah. There's nothing like coming to God's house, but there also is nothing like God coming to your house. It's awesome for you to enter his gates, but it's awesome for God to step across the threshold of your home because everything changes when God walks in the door. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but you're going to see a miracle in your house this week. You're going to see, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You're going to see God reveal his power. It's happening right now. It's already been set off in the spirit. Oh, let's praise him right now. Let's worship him right now. When he walks in, the deaf angel can't come in the house. When he walks in your house, the meal peril will not go empty. And the cruise of oil will not dry. When he walks out in your house, he brings restoration. When he comes in, Acts 2 verifies everybody, receives the Holy Ghost. Get ready. God's coming to your house, not just this building. But there's about to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in your family. I feel that strongly in my spirit. You've been praying for your family. God's about to pour out his spirit in your house, in your family. They're going to come back to God. They're going to receive the Holy Ghost. If I've ever felt a prophetic word from God, I feel it on me right now. He, lay, he threw himself at the feet of Jesus. Lord, if you'd but come to my house and lay your hands on my daughter, that she would be healed and she shall live. He held a position in the house of God. But when he fell at the feet of Jesus, he put himself in position for God to come to his house. Because when you done a miracle in your home, you're not worried about what people think, what people are saying or doing. Sometimes you're just too desperate to be dignified and too hungry to have any table manners. And you just throw yourself at the feet of God. Lord, uh, if you just come, if anything good's happen, uh, you're going to have to do it. If there's a miracle in my house, it's going to be because you walked in uh, and you did the work. What is started inside these walls 
is going beyond these walls here today. And it's going to filter and flood your home. There's a miracle coming to your house. There's a miracle in the house. It's going to be all right. Jesus is headed to your house. Hallelujah, what started here is not going to end here. The miracle that started here this morning is going to carry over into your family and in your home. I feel a prophetic word. Amen. This year, hallelujah, God's going to do some miraculous things in your house. You watched it happen in somebody else's house last year. But the Holy Ghost is saying, now is the time. I'm going to do something miraculous and powerful and life-changing at your house. Oh, worship him. Worship him. I don't want to embarrass you, but if you need a miracle in your home, you ought to just step out of your seat to this altar. The moment you do, you're going to untie God's hands, and you're going to loose the power of God. Uh, come on, there's somebody. My God. The healer's in the house. The waymaker's in the house. The savior's in the house. The provider, the prayer answering God. Come on, there's people in this altar that need miracles in their home right now. I wish you'd reach over to somebody standing at this altar and begin to pray for them and pray with them. We're going to release the power of the almighty God in this building. You walked in here wondering, God, how am I going to make it through the week? God said, because I'm walking through. I'm here to heal you. I'm here to provide for you. I'm here to sustain you. Come on, let the Holy Ghost minister right now. Let God operate through you right now. Make a contact of faith with somebody nearby you right now. The ministry of this church is moving through this altar. We're praying with you. We're praying for you. The miracle is here right now. Receive it. Go ahead and tell him what you want. Tell him what you need. The king has extended the scepter to your home. And he's opened the throne room to whatever you need at your house. I speak peace in the name of Jesus. I speak peace in the name of Jesus. Come on, be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Pray for somebody one more time. Pray for somebody nearby you. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. There's some people that need a miracle in their home right now. <laughs> 